You are now fucking listening to the Two Clouded Mind Show with Chris. What would it take for Ryan to suck a dick? And Ryan. Oh God, he just coughed all over me. With special guest appearances, unique games, and contests. Give us a goddamn call. 669-241-2420. Or stalk us like your girlfriends do. On Facebook and Instagram at the Two Clouded Mind Show. Let's get fucking clouded. It's the Two Clouded Mind Show. Matt from Levia Seltzer. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. And I like I like the slogan "Social Seltzer." I think that's awesome. I think that's really cool. Yeah, last time we spoke, we kind of went over the fact that it's it it's not just a way to consume cannabis. It's more of a social gathering, kind of. Uh, like when when you when you go out. You're able to have a drink, and it's not just like one drink puts you under the table. It's you, you, you can have a couple of them and socialize with your friends, and it's almost like you are drinking alcohol, but it's, it's non-alcoholic. It's THC, and you get to do your own thing. You're, uh, you know, have your own vibe going on and still be able to hang out with your friends and not be that uh, odd man out smoking, smelling up the room, and, and everybody is like, oh, well, you know. Clearly, he's the one doing it, you know, because you have the clouds right. surrounding and, you. And that was kind of at the, the basis of everything was like, look, we give everybody these options in their life and freedom to do and make the decisions they want. This segment just seemed like the natural next step of, of what we had to do in, in terms of like normalizing cannabis culture as a whole. Mm-hmm. And look. Smoking a, smoking a joint is an enjoyable situation if you're in the right frame of reference in the right place where it's non-obtrusive to somebody else's experience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> Eating gummies, like, it, yeah, sweet. The feeling's awesome. But look, you, you eat it, and 30 seconds later, it's gone. And then you just, what do you, what do, you do next? Yeah. Um, and I think as, as a society, we're super comfortable with gathering around drinks with an anticipated effect. I mean, just think about your normal day. You wake up, you drink coffee. But, like, you can that that coffee has a wide array of what that looks like Like some days you just get like iced coffee because it's 85 and humid and some days it's the middle of winter and you had a rough night the night before and you need four shots of espresso to get out of bed so (laughs) it's really that customization that was attractive to us and and then that same premise holds true i mean you just spoke about alcohol it's the same thing right you go out in the evening some days it's just grab a couple beers with your friends. Sometimes maybe it's a glass of wine. And some days you had a really bad day and you're like, all right, I, I need something stronger. So um, it's that same principle. It plays in uh, and, and at the core of it is, yes, it's an unobtrusive, universally accepted delivery method of anything you want, not just cannabis, right? Like we are a society built on gathering around drinks for social experiences and and I, I think even not social experience is just like it's your own it is what it is, right? It's a it's the beauty of this is just how limitless the options are of places where you can enjoy this and, and make your experience a little bit better. Absolutely. Now for our viewers um who might not know about Levia, um where as of right now can you purchase le- uh the t- the seltzers and is it for recreational or just or medicinal 
or both? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, as of right now, we actually we launched Effective February 16th of, of this year after a few years of uh, running into every possible wall imaginable. Um, we're currently sold in over 100 dispensaries across the Commonwealth of Massachusetts through both retail, recreational, and, and medical channels. Most of those are, are co-located facilities anyway. So we don't do a specific medical dose product. We keep everything below the, uh, the five milligram cap for consumables here in the, in the state. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it's been kind of a taking on a life of its own, right? You, you think about t- traditional brick and mortar retail and standing up a product, you're not supposed to be in a hundred locations in five months and kind of rewriting the sales numbers across the nation. I mean, the, the May sales data from BDS analytics just hit it last week or so. And, and we're second in the country and we're just in Massachusetts. So wow. um, I think that's really impactful. Our Massachusetts sales numbers in mass actually beat the number one company in the segments, California numbers. And to some that might not mean anything to me, that means a lot. We have 6 million full-time residents in mass. California's got 37 million. You just straight line, the, you give me that population and we're, we're not just lapping them. We've recreated the, the whole concept of what a cannabis beverage is. Wow, that's amazing. Absolutely. And it, what I really like about Levia is um, going back to, I, I don't want to compare it to consuming alcohol because it's not at all, but a lot of people work outside. You get a lot of like manual laborers and their go-to is to just come inside and open up cold beer. And I know some of my friends that do that. I hate to say religiously, but they do. Um, And they don't even like the fact of drinking. It's just like an unwinding uh, Mm -hmm. ritual for them. And like, I think this is a way healthier alternative, uh, you know, zero, zero calories and zero sugar, right? Um, Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's kind of the trick, right? Even if you think beer sales numbers are, are trending down, they've actually like domestic beer numbers have actually been on a volume basis, been trending down since the seventies. This isn't a new concept. Mm-hmm. You just see new entrants and things, but truly the last five years, right? Like hard seltzer is rewriting Bev alcohol as a category. I think, and, and don't quote me on this, but I, I want to say what I read was like 500 million in sales in 2016 turned into five and a half billion in sales in 2020 of which 70% of that market is white claw and truly. Well, no matter what, you can't take the alcohol, the calories out of alcohol. It's just simply impossible. And here you have a plant-based product that still has a psychoactive component, but it's zero calories, zero sugar. And the extraction method we use is CO2. Like really, it's hard for anybody, even the naysayers who aren't cannabis people, to find something that is wrong or unhealthy with what we've created. And uh, it is. It's, it's just that this is going to be a long-winded kind of consumer education story of, look, there is something else out there. It's, it's not for everybody. I don't, need to, I don't need to profess that this, the cannabis is for everybody. But there is someone out there, whether they battle alcohol problems or not, where this is definitely the healthy alternative, and they deserve that right to be able to try it. And you guys didn't just, you know, people think, oh, it's, you know, salsa with THC. I'm going to drink it, and I'm going to be all fucked up. You guys, you guys, you know, the science behind it, it's not just one type. You have three different levels, three, you know. You yeah, wanna... so we kind of looked at cannabis as an industry. And, and I'll be honest, when I got involved in this 2018, like I wasn't a cannabis guy. Like, 
certainly smoked plenty of weed through college and in my adult life and was never it was just not something I knew a lot about because I was more interested in exploring other things um some maybe not as healthy um and uh what we realized is like we go into these suspensions these strain names they mean absolutely nothing to anybody even the most advanced knowledgeable like sommelier level cannabis consumers they can't tell you the difference like and if I'm a novice, right, you walk into the store and you're looking at this list of pre-rolls and it's like, you got Gorilla Glue and Jack Hare and this and that and, and OG this is somebody else's chem dog that like, there's no logic to any of it. That's intimidating to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we just said, all right, hey, here's the deal. If we're going to do this and it's going to actually help bring net new entrants into cannabis, simplify, simplify, simplify. So we went with three brand archetypes. Our sativa line is achieve. Achieve is a very active, motivated word. You read the can, it talks about get outside, get stuff done, work or play, whatever it is. Our celebrates a hybrid, kind of the perfect backyard barbecue option, right? It's a little bit of a, the anti-anxiety, but you're not going to be that couch law quiet stoner that doesn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> and again, celebrate, it fits the idealism of what you're trying to do. And I think the one that does it best is Dream. Dream's our Indica product the end of the day unwind open up your mind relax watch a movie go to sleep frankly personally if i drink a dream you better have my pillow ready (laughs) for me pretty quick because i'm out for the night um and that's the beauty of it is let's simplify it let's get to these words that people can associate with the anticipated effect and feeling and not worry about the underlying strain genetics because that just gets to be so hard to keep up with now i'll be honest like we try to keep our genetic pretty much right down the middle of the fairway so that the, the, the flower that we're purchasing here in the market and then using if they're not if it's not the same exact strain time over time that they're within the same kind of feeling quota because you don't want to drink and achieve and have a super racy sativa and then the next and then like that kind of turns somebody off because the anxiety it, it induces to then the next time it's like way more leaning towards a hybrid and, and and more and right so we try to keep everything uh as simple as possible at the end of the day with hopes that if we can brand all of our products with these three simple words, doesn't matter if you're buying our tincture or seltzer or future products to be named later, you're going to know, okay, this one fits into that frame of reference that I'm comfortable consuming. Yeah. And, and where, what direction you're trying to take on that day. Um, I, I know for me, Sometimes I like to smoke before I go to the gym or, uh, you know, first wake up in the morning. And if I smoke the wrong strain, it can completely change the rest of my day, which is great that you guys simplified it into three different words because it'll it'll make it just much more tangible for people to understand uh, on, on when when they should take it and how they should take it. And obviously, like it's going to be different with everybody. Somebody might want to wake up and have dream in the morning. I don't, I don't, maybe they're just like super active, you know? Right. And I mean, that's the beauty. Like not, there's no right or wrong time for any of this. It's entirely predicated on what the consumer wants and is trying to do. But I mean, during the week I got a, got this place to run. So I'm, I'm pretty much a teetotaler, but on the weekends it's like, yeah, man, wake up, drink whichever one you want, have a day, enjoy yourself and, and kind of just live your life with the realization that these products make you for me at least they make me happier i'm easier to deal with i'm less irritable it's all the good stuff like anybody who wants to say oh no this devil's lettuce it's not it's a plant-based medicine it's been around for thousands of years long before synthetic 
compounds ran the universe and the pharma lobby took over, right? So there's a, there's a big, big learning curve, not just in the products, but it just in, in kind of creating the societal norm that, hey, look, I'm not saying this is for everybody. We don't have to say that. But there is a good amount of people enough people that's going to warrant a hundred billion dollar annualized industry and nationally, like that's a lot of people. Absolutely. Let's, yeah. let's give folks access to what they want. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, that's what it comes down to as well. Like so many people have fought for this for so many years and just seeing the growth and watching documentaries on like the first, even medicinal dispensaries being opened and how there were riots and all this stuff that was like involved in the very, very beginning for this one product, this one plant that can just make somebody's day that like better, uh, you know, that much more enjoyable. Um, and it's, it's amazing. It's still like a, a definite, um, process for it to be where we, we all want it to be, which is just like easily accessible as, as alcohol or other things. You can buy it medicinally, you can buy it recreationally. Uh, you, you can go to, your your family parties, your family barbecues, and it'll just be become the normal of seeing Levia Seltzer in, in the cooler and and not have uh, your grandma or your aunt looking over your shoulder and be like, what is he getting into? Like, just changing the perception on society of, of what it actually is. Yeah, and I mean, I use myself as my favorite case study, right? Like, I come from a big old Boston Irish Catholic family. There's too many of us to count and plenty of people who, who battle they drink too much. I'm not going to lie. Like that's just the reality. You're starting to see that already. My 94 year old grandmother, not only was she our first investor, she's tried all the product. Like that's the, di that's the difference, right? It's people are starting to realize like this, there's merit here and this isn't bad, that this is very much a more natural alternative than many of the other things that we can go into the, the pharmacy or the, the liquor store and pick up on a daily basis. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, I'm supposed I'm with all my family the first week of August and you better believe that there's going to be coolers of Levia floating around the entire time, just as readily as that there's coolers of Bud Light. It's just, it's going that way. You're starting to see it. Um, it may take a decade. It may take longer, but the cat's out of the bag and this industry is only going to continue to expand. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking about grandmas, um, <laughs> My my grandmother, um, w when I was when I was younger and in high school, there'd be the occasional day that I'd come home from school and my my stash would be missing. I'm like, oh no, where did it go? <laughs> you know, why why is this not where I put it? And then lo and behold, I get that conversation later on in the day saying, hey, why is this in my house? You know, d you know, this is gonna hinder your productivity, and we we want you to go somewhere in life, and the whole same old story that a lot of people, I'm sure, have received in their life. To now, her being one of our biggest supporters for the Two Clouded Mind Show podcast, and I explained to her uh, having you guys on and and what it was, and. She's actually very, very interested. Uh, she has arthritis, you know, a couple other medical issues that uh, THC and CBD and, you know, er everything from the cannabis plant will help her. Um, I have other family members that have their medicinal cards that are always constantly just looking for new avenues to receive their, you know, medicine, if, if you might say it that way. Um, mm -hmm. And... I think it's great. And w once we break that barrier of where it can and cannot be sold and the legalities of, of where you can purchase this, 
uh, once it reaches the world, it's going to be the it's the product, and I I strongly believe that. Um, and I think Chris and I are planning on taking a trip to maybe be in your area sometime and, and get a hand on a, a case for ourselves. Um, yeah, absolutely. We're here. Yeah. Uh, and and you, you're right. I mean, right. Like, look, cannabis as a whole, the industry is obviously it's the fastest. I think it might be the fastest growing industry in the country right now. It, it's hard to, to say otherwise. You just see the, in, given like we work in these small towns where these suspensories are, that's job creation. It's, it's opportunity. It's, it's entrepreneurship at its finest. Um, and it's really exciting because that's not just here. That's in every new market. And, and like as New Jersey continues down the road, that'll happen in New Jersey. It'll happen in New York. And as each of these subsequent shoes drop, that's, that's a great thing. You know, I mean, these are, these are great jobs. They're steady businesses. They stand up for themselves. And at the moment, without federal legality, you don't have to worry as much. I mean, there's still some, like the MSOs are definitely getting bigger, but you're, you don't like for me as a beverage provider, I don't have to worry about Coca-Cola being in my backyard tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense for them to enter it. Budweiser, yeah, you better believe they're doing the research, but until they can do that in economy of scale, it allows dreamers to be dreamers and not get boxed out. And what what's more American than that idea? Like, absolutely, look, I left, I left a, a, a career to come do this. Everybody in this industry didn't, well, for the most part, everybody in this industry hasn't worked in cannabis forever. Those who have, obviously, they came from a, a different side of the yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, for the most part, I mean, everybody who works here, like my beverage team, they're career brewers. Like this is just the next growth market. My sales guys, most of them like sold data platforms and big tech advertising platforms. Like these aren't cannabis veterans. They're folks who wanted to do something different and be part of a growing industry. <coughs> and with that, you have the most individual <coughs> environment you could imagine. I mean, the shared resources, the understanding that like, hey, I've got a background that's unique to you guys. I can share those talents with you rather than having to go hire somebody to do it. And then in return, it's just basically a barter system, right? Like whether it's marketing collateral or financial knowledge or legal knowledge, like everybody is doing this in a way where they're willing to work with the team next door. And, mm-hmm. and that's so foreign in, in a society where, I mean, it's overly litigious and everybody's trying to undercut the next guy. It's like, no, no, no. This actually, people stand up on each other's shoulders and, and raise the industry to new heights. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I'm really excited for is once this kind of breaks through uh, cannabis being accepted into our culture, I really want to see the the learning side of it. Like what classes are going to be available in colleges as far as growing, as far as sales, because you, 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 know, you just mentioned it yourself. Like this is something that is new for everybody. Uh, and it opens up so many different avenues, so many jobs. Like, I might not want to be a sales, like a car salesman, and and still have that drive and and have a passion for cannabis. And now you you've just opened up that whole world where now I have a means to do something that I still enjoy doing and make an income and be able to to survive off of you know life because I found a, a yeah. decent job or you know something that you like doing. And for me, that's key. Uh, I've I've been working since I was 16. I'm 29 now. And I'll tell you every job that I did that I've had that was for working for somebody else in a way 
kind of didn't do it for me because I was never given the opportunity to work in a field that I considered like my passion. And once yeah. I made that connection with something in my personal life that I really enjoyed, work did not seem like work anymore. It was fun for me and I wanted to learn. And with, you know, learning once you have that available in your educational systems, like I think that it just keeps the growth going and the knowledge going and it only makes the product better and the knowledge behind the product better. So you don't have these people that kind of have no idea what they're talking about, making assumptions on a, on a product that they themselves might even want to try, but it might be a little exactly. bit scared too. Yeah. I mean, you touched on a couple of really important things. One, the idea of like higher education and what this can look like. And what's cool is you're starting to actually see it. I mean, there's like masters in brewing programs. I mean, my COO went to a masters in brewing program at UC Davis. Like that world exists. Then you're now you're starting to see like traditional horticulture programs really not being afraid to teach cannabis as a process. Like I went to UConn. UConn's a big. It's a, it was a farm school. Like there's a huge horticulture program there. It's it is a growth industry. The state of Connecticut and and, and it makes sense. Uh, I think Northeastern is in Boston is offering classes for a cannabis certificate. And you know that matters because if you kind of look across the, the like the life cycle of these plants, right? People, for 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 a plant that's colloquially called weed, it's actually extremely hard and tedious to grow and scale at, at, and do it well. I mean, these are these are those are the most high tech rooms you go into. You walk into a commercial grow. It's not a bunch of plants lined up under blacklights. It is a gigantic computer that's growing real live things. And you go outside, and all of the chemical nutrient systems, and all of the watering systems, and the light systems, it's just run on a computer. Like it's fascinating, really dynamic work, and we need to train a labor force to be able to do that. Like for every, I mean, and rest in peace, Frenchie Cannoli just passed over the weekend. Like for every legend of the industry, there is like that who really got out there in front of this and taught people about hashish and how to make these things. You you now need the next generation to learn how to do this and scale an industry to support itself. Like yeah, look that that kind of art and knowledge that someone like he possessed we're not going to replace that no one ever could however if you can keep bringing quality people and giving them that opportunity you're never they're never going to work a day in their life because they're going to enjoy what they do and it's going to be both academically and, and mentally stimulating and rewarding because how cool is that you can go into the dispensary pick up an eighth and be like hey and, and you know by the way that's your handiwork that's pretty freaking cool yeah yeah kind of goes where um Chris and I will be driving and he'll be like, oh, I worked on that building. Like, you know, and, and yeah, I'm it, a construction nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's fun to see the the projects that you've personally been involved in come to life. And it's always like the finished product for me that makes it worthwhile, even though every step of the way I fully enjoy. Um, but like, like you said, seeing being able to have these opportunities more accessible to people and then for those people to be involved one way or another, whether it's on the tech side or, you know, the sales side, any side that you're on, you still had a, a hand in making this blossom and become what it is today. So, so seeing that is, is really rewarding. I think it's like watching your baby grow. Absolutely. And, and, the, and I think that's the cool part of the industry is there. It's not all plant touching, obviously. Uh, we just did a demo for a new technology platform that's, 
head and shoulders above every other one I've seen so far. And, and so you're starting to see that kind of ecosystem develop of, hey, look, these this needs to mature like every other business segment. Let's let's start to devote the resources and get the engineers involved and, and build some dynamic platforms to make it run smoother. Um, I mean, so like, think about it. It's just like simple order management systems that every other industry has. Well, someone had to create that for cannabis because the the life cycle and the regulatory constraints are so unique. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, I don't know the numbers for sure, for sure, but the, the job creation that this industry brings to markets when it stands up is nothing to knock a stick at. And, and, and I'd say better than just about anything else that's out there. So it's only going to um, keep and that, growing. And it's a, the, yeah. And the beauty is that it's, it, you're not just looking at like, Hey, you don't need an advanced degree to get into cannabis. I mean, there's entry level, jobs from working in the retail environment all the way through to we work with phds who are who are literally world leading experts in their areas but their focus happens to be commercialized cannabis and and they're brilliant brilliant minds so um yeah it's kind of an awesome kind of awesome world where you can you can be and do whatever you want absolutely so before you've mentioned um three different keywords based off of your product with with each of those whether it be a sativa an indica or a hybrid do those come in multiple flavors or is it the flavor is the name if that makes sense uh so yeah i mean as i said we only launched in, in february so we're still scaling the the beauty of the process that we have is that we currently have each of those were so achieve is raspberry lime celebrate is our hybrid that's lemon lime and then the indica dream is a mixed berry um we could enter we literally overnight i could flip all of those and have nine skews and, and just kind of interplay those flavors onto the different underlying genetics um that's just a matter of, of scale and time and absolutely and, you know we're right we're we're growing so fast right now it's like let's just let's keep getting the products out there um we're in the process of doing of creating some seasonal flavors not quite sure when they're going to get released uh and, and go about it that way start to introduce things similar to i mean polar seltzer is a boston-based company they're based in Worcester. they come out with new flavors all the time some are smash hits and others you see them on the grocery store shelves once and you'll never see it again so um we're not afraid to innovate and keep keep trying new things right now it's just resource management and uh we're, we're kicking for the surface just to keep up with the sales demand we have nice nice and with the tinctures is it the same thing uh, the three, three, uh, the yeah. hybrid indica and the sativa. Conceptually, yes, it's achieve, celebrate, and dream for the sativa hybrid indica. Um, the the actual tincture itself stays the same. I mean, the mm-hmm. taste is a little bit lemony. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very much neutral. Um, no reason to flavor those. The idea is that it's you, you can take it and use it in whatever you want. So, um, but yeah, that that's the only the, the idea there is like, hey, let's keep these words consistent. So yeah, yeah. if you've tried the Achieve Seltzer, try the and tincture. you want that feeling, go buy the Achieve Sativa. You know where you're gonna be taste what you're gonna be getting in terms of feeling. The taste is not cool. Absolutely, I was gonna ask what your favorite flavor is, but I feel like that might be a question for another day. Um, no, I'm look. I, I mean, sometimes I joke and say that's like asking who your favorite child is. Um, I personally <laughs> like the. I personally like the lemon lime. Um, it it kind of reminds me of like sugar-free Sprite. So it's just a good flavor. I like all three of them. I don't, it, it, again, it's, it's kind of splitting hairs, but um, that's also just a, a more experience based, right? Like I'd rather have the hybrid than 
the, the sativa and I already made the comment. If I drink the indica one, I'm, I'm lights out. So um, <laughs> time and place for that one. Uh, I'll, I'll interchange the achiever, the celebrate, just depending on what I'm doing and, and what time of day it is. Nice. Absolutely. Now, as far as expanding past Massachusetts, is that something that you see in the near future, far future? at all so market expansion is all, I mean, no absolutely um i truly believe that the delivery system we have so nobody's created budweiser in this industry nobody's created coca-cola i think we have it's just a matter of scaling mm. um new markets are are very much part of the conversation it's just these are very it's a very expensive uh industry to get involved in and got it um you know you just want to be really cognizant of, of not outgrowing the capacity so we're looking at, at all the other recreational markets right now, trying to figure out what's, what's the next toe to dip and if there's a partnership to be done or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I, I, I have pretty robust plans as to our partners. Like we, we really do want to take this thing for the nation. We believe that it's a product that everyone deserves to have the chance to buy. Definitely, definitely. That's so awesome. So this is the first time I'm actually – Sorry if this is super random. Noticing Chris's face tattoos, I uh, he 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 posted them on on Instagram and Facebook earlier. But this is I I, I tried to talk him against it, but I actually kind of like him. Hey man, it's your body, it's your canvas. Do with it what you want. Yeah, pretty much. I don't. Right. Yeah, pretty easy going. I don't really ask for much in life. Just you know. Yeah. Just a rose tattoo underneath it, your your left eye, <laughs> <laughs> your right eye. <laughs> Whatever, don't judge me. It's not judgment. No. That's awesome. It's judgment free zone. Come on. Yeah, definitely. Cannabis Always. world, you can do whatever you want. Whatever That's makes right. you happy, as long as you don't interfere with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, the flavor that I had um, was the the uh, mixed berry, and that was the mm -hmm. the dream category, right? Yeah, that was perfect for me. It was right after a gig, and um, you know, I was just just sat down at my house, and I I didn't really want to go outside and smoke, and I was like, oh wait a second, I have this. Let me try it, and it just like relaxed me, and I laid in bed, and I was able to not have my mind race or think about mm -hmm. the day and everything that entail you know came with it, but uh, it w it was very nice, and I I definitely want to come by sometime soon and see what it's all about again uh yeah. try some new I mean, flavors wel and... welcome to come by do a tour it's uh kind of like willy wonka's candy factory around here to be honest i mean smell I mean, the, the the fruit extracts or the the flavors right like it just smells good it doesn't smell like <laughs> you go to a brewery you're kind of like oh those, those beers taste way better after the process than yeah, during the yeah, process yeah. around here it's just it's like it all it smells like it tastes so it's always pretty fun I roll in in the morning and I know what they're canning just by the smell in the room. So, um, it's a, it's a great spot. And, and we, we obviously, we, we welcome visitors and, and like to show what we've done. Cause frankly, it's, it's really one of a kind. It's the largest cannabis beverage facility in the country. Um, and, and where others are, there's co-packers and other things in other markets. We kind of outgrew the idea of co-packing and, and, it, these are just wonderful success story problems to have is, oh crap, we can do 120,000 units a week through this facility. And that's just keeping up with our own demand. So um, not bad for five months into existence. 
That's yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Congratulations. As you were talking about yeah. that, I was uh, you know talking about other avenues of where you guys can take this. I was kind of envisit uh, envisioning a day in the office at Levia, kind of kind of like an office the the office sitcom, the American version. Um, yeah. You were describing you know the smells and the tastes and everything, and that creates a kind of a, a unique and uh, working environment. And to, to have it broadcasted like that, I think, would be a great idea. Oh, and we joke all the time, right? Like, you could only imagine the amount of security cameras we have here for product compliance. And like, yeah. If those things were mic'd up, this would be a sitcom in and of itself. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a wild group of people. It's You name it, someone comes from that walk of life, and you have polarizing opinions on all sides of every every situation and at the same point everybody's here for the same reason they love the products and they love the concepts so um it's the most fun i've ever had professionally it's also the busiest i could ever imagine being um but like, i mean right now if i walked up i walked out the door onto the packaging floor there's eight of them working in concert someone gets the the Sonos for the day, they play their tunes. Some days I cringe when I hear what's playing. Other days I'm like, all right, I can get behind that. Other days I come in, I'm like, yo, foul language. We got visitors. Let's keep it clean. Um, it, it is. It, it's like, it really is Willy Wonka's candy factory. That's so cool. Yeah, I definitely want to take a trip out there and visit you guys. And I definitely want to take it, bring some cases home. Be fun. Be yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. I mean, I look forward to the day where um, we can have these products sold in, in more public venues, whether that's like, like, like for me, it's like, look, live music, why this can't be sold at every concert venue. Someday it will. Uh, it fits the bill. I mean, you please tell me a concert show you've ever been to where it doesn't just smell like weed anyway. It's like, yeah, look, yeah, it's here. Exactly. Let's just, let's make it easier. You, you know, um, we, I talked with a gentleman here in Massachusetts who, uh, is it runs one of the the old theaters in boston and, and his famous line is the arts keep us a civilized society and then he follows it up with until the lady drinks two carafts of wine and falls asleep at her seat and i kind of joked with him like look man let's put these on the draft line he's like i absolutely would if when we can and and that's the beauty of it is that i think from the the folks in, involved in the events to those of us in the industry to the consumers is that's what people want is they just want access to these in, in the same sort of controlled sense that you gotta check your ID to buy a beer at the game. Might as well yeah. check your ID to buy a levy. It's the same concept. Absolutely. As we were uh, getting through the conversation of where where you guys see yourself in the future and and where we see ourselves consuming your product, uh, I was envisioning levy of banners and concerts or on LED screens or you know at Yankee Stadium. You know with. With your burger, your hot dog, can of Levia in my hand, uh, I, I thought nah, that was awesome. I don't know about Yankee Stadium, man. They'd probably try to charge you like $40 for a 12-ounce can. <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. at, some, at yeah. some point, you got to say yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no the, rest of, the rest of that's definitely true. And, and yeah. um, look, I believe that to be the future. It's Not a day goes by where someone doesn't ask me, hey, when do you think this federal legality is going to happen? And I'm like, Get, buy me a crystal ball and I'll tell you, but it, it it's it's not right now, and yeah, that's yeah. all that matters. Like, I think the United States government has a few other tickets they need to take care of yeah, before exactly. they deal with the cannabis <laughs> ticket. Yeah. Um, don't care what side of the aisle you're on. That's just the logical answer. And 
in my case, it, it, it keeps these very large multinationals at bay, at least for now. So it gives, as I said, it gives dreamers a chance to dream. And, and that, that at the end of the day is what this nation is built on. That's I awesome. I respect that. Thanks for uh, taking time to come on our show. We really appreciate it. Um, we've been looking forward to this for a very, very long time. Absolutely. Happy to happy to do so. Excited to get you guys up here, do a tour, show you all around, um, and and hope to be down in New Jersey in the not-too-distant future once the market starts to really stand up. I think uh, we, we've been really quite excited about the i-95 corridor as a whole as these markets open up between boston and florida so mm. um that's my focus i think you know you go west in, in the in uh cannabis beverage segment and um all pun intended there's a bad taste left in the consumer's mouth because version 1.0 just wasn't very good yeah um here on the east coast it, it's a a lot of places that we can we can make a splash really quick because that when that first experience is a great experience you're going to convert consumers and they're going to become longtime fans and proponents of a brand and and that's uh that's at the end of the day that's our goal is to keep making the best products and um giving people an alternative awesome awesome definitely look forward to that that's amazing I mean, no, seriously, yeah, yeah, like it gives me chills kind of listening to you talk about like just the growth and um profit even of of what you guys have already done and it's already in hindsight hindsight i guess it would be such a small scale compared to where where you guys are dreaming of being and i very like i absolutely see that in the even in the near future and i'm excited to watch you guys grow um and be a consumer myself um i know we're friends on Instagram. I, I follow you on Instagram. Does Levia have a TikTok? Uh, no. <laughs> not that I know of. You're, you're... He's like, we better not. No. <laughs> if we have a TikTok, uh, look, yeah, if I had, t I don't even, I'm like Bill Belichick when it comes to these things. I don't even know. Um, I'll yeah. go ask the sales team if they want to start a TikTok. I don't know who's going to manage it, though. <laughs> certainly won't be me in my boring life that's for <laughs> that would go like to my office comment earlier it would be fun to see the behind the scenes stuff of levia and i think that would kind of get viewers engaged and and want to watch and it's kind of it's basically like free advertisement in a way chris is against tiktok mainly he feels like he's above the age bracket of what's acceptable yeah, i'm too old for it likewise <laughs> I, I mean, like, like if I had the tick, if I had the the TikTok handle and everything, I'd be home. It'd be myself, my wife, my three kids, and my dog. I'm like, who really needs to see this? It's boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, around here, I mean, dude, as I said, we've we've got characters from all walks of life. They do some pretty fun stuff. Uh, I'm sure somebody could could make it pretty creative. Yeah. It's just not going to be yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, we like to say we like to let everybody play to their strengths around here and. Social media is definitely not my strength. Same. Yeah, it's not my strength either. I try to pass it off to everybody else. I'm like, can you do this for me, please? I'm it's everybody just... else. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you again so much. We really appreciate yeah, right you. On.